Aloha, namaste. I'm Ash. Aloha, namaste. I'm Matt. We are the yoga couple. Welcome in to the Inner Work podcast. We're, we're in our bedroom. Exactly. We're switching up the vibe today. We're, we're recording from uh, with new setup and new environment to just see how it goes. We're going we're gonna to switch it up today. We're in our bed. Let's, mm-hmm. let's just be clear. We're literally laying in bed. Mm-hmm. We're, we're sitting, so comfortable. We're sitting in bed, but yes. And we're not going to be talking about how comfortable we are. We're actually going to, this whole conversation is about being in discomfort. Yes. But we thought we should be really comfortable and snuggled up in bed so that we can talk about really uncomfortable things with Mm. ease. Mm. So maybe getting yourself into a comfortable situation while you listen to this one (laughs) to help help juxtaposition um, the topic today because... Um, I'm going to go ahead and just take it away and introduce us to this. Uh, the whole reason why we wanted to go over this one is because um, between uh, the people I work with on a one-on-one basis with my hero's journey and, and honestly my own life and our relationship, we're noticing a, a grand pattern that we would love to address. And that is that as a species and within our collective conscious, we a lot of us are operating under an impression that discomfort should not be there in life and that they are extremely um, a problem and should not be there and we need to get rid of them as much as and as soon as possible and they should not exist. So there should be no discomfort in life and that if they are, they're a complete nuisance and they're unacceptable. And the goal is actually to create a life where you never feel discomfort and you're constantly only in bliss and pleasure, and they shouldn't be there. I just want to say that, let's just define discomfort, because Mm -hmm. this isn't a word that we just, like, throw around, like, I'm just feeling discomfort in my life. Like, nobody says that. Like, Mm -hmm. we're usually just... Frustrated. Frustrated under our breath, cursing the thing that's taking our time or the inconvenience that's happening throughout our day. And when we say discomfort you know, or suffering, these are very yogic terms, terminology Mm -hmm. that have a very broad scope of meaning to different Mm -hmm. people. So discomfort doesn't need to be some extreme, like you have an injury or like a back pain. No, it could be as simple as uh, the other day what actually triggered this whole conversation was um, the fridge was having a silly mundane problem and it was so inconvenient and frustrating that's uncomfortable right for you yeah i just want to say (laughs) (laughs) exactly which is what we're going to talk about today but yeah exactly like you know it can be mundane for me It, it can be extremely trivial dumb things that i find incredibly just silly and inconvenient like a fridge having a problem or a flat tire that's kind of a bigger one but you get the point it's like little stuff or like you know, you stub your toe or, you know, it could be silly, you guys, silly. This is an important thing to discuss because it's important to know that we're all experiencing discomfort at some level in a myriad of ways every single day. And what is causing mm. suffering for one person is maybe not the same for another. And this is a really important aspect of relationship and partnerships because if we think that discomfort or suffering is only our definition of that the things that we find discomfort in then it's really hard for us to have empathy or compassion for other people's suffering because if it's not causing us suffering we think that's stupid Mm. so 
I just wanted to say this because as we go through this conversation, the things that we're going to talk about that cause discomfort in our lives to you as the listener might seem super silly. Mm. You might think like, that's so stupid that this is even a conversation that we need to talk about this. So let's just define it right now is that discomfort is the result of some expectation being let down in your life. And that expectation being let down in your life causes an internal suffering to some degree. It can be minute or it can be really extreme. And Mm -hmm. the thing that caused it is kind of irrelevant because it's this internal experience that you're having with your reality that matters. So Mm -hmm. something as silly as you having a fridge issue could be causing you extreme maddening frustration internally, even though... externally it seems like it's so silly so that's Mm -hmm. kind of what we want to talk about today is this experience Mm -hmm. of suffering and not really the cause of the suffering but Mm -hmm. but the experience of it itself of of being uncomfortable in your life in any degree yeah and maybe even um getting to the real cause maybe what I, i think to just clarify, I think what you meant is like not the trigger, like the thing, right? Like the fridge is yeah, not like the, the fridge reason. is not the reason why I'm uncomfortable. It's the real cause is going to something way deeper, mm-hmm. um, and to sh- we'll share a lot of stories today because I am actually the biggest um, in our relationship. I'm usually the biggest one who gets triggered by this stuff. Um, Ash is very relaxed and confident in so many ways and doesn't really get as annoyed by the trivialities of life like I do. And I, because of the way I was raised, I was modeled uh, that no inconvenience should ever happen. (laughs) Basically. (laughs) There should be no problems and nothing should ever happen that stifles you or puts any pressure upon you and everything should be perfect. I want to say that thank you so much for that beautiful compliment, but I also want to just be honest and say that this accepting like these nuisances in life is not always pretty and graceful and um, it's not like this, it's it's work. Yes, tons of work. I just want to just put it out there that it's, I don't know, like you made it sound like I'm just you know, like things don't bother me. Like things do bother me. Yeah, you're just confident. You just handle it. Yeah, but I'm I'm struggling too, you know. Like sure. I've got internal battles with that. I just, I think that we're just focused on different aspects of inner work sometimes. Mm. And to you, you're already doing so much inner work in other areas that maybe like that's not a primary focus of you. Like being like, oh, this is my work right now. Like you're, you're, I mean, you've overcome like addiction and all kinds of things. So like your, the level of things you're juggling with inner work is not maybe comparable to the level of things I'm juggling with inner work. So my focus is primarily like on my reaction to little nuances like that. Mm. Whereas like you're, you're juggling 10 times more than me. I'm just doing heavier lifting. Heavier lifting with inner work. So I just wanted to say that because. Thanks. You know, and that's also a good point to make for for our observation with our partners and with with ourselves is that there's really no comparison mm. because what someone's like having they look like they're having an ease like I am working on those things, 
but that's one of the main primary things maybe I'm working on and you're working on like that plus 10 other things. Mm. So. Yeah, too. And I, I think too, like, um, you know, we wear it differently. That could be it too. I'm a very externally, like I, Ashley says, I have no poker face. Yeah. Like I wear my, my emotions like completely in the open. And so I think that's the other thing too, is you probably have a lot better composure than I do. Whereas if I'm frustrated, like, unfortunately you would know, uh, because I, um, I'm very open, um, because that's part of me expressing myself, but I need to learn how to be composed in that. So with that being said, um, how we even discovered this is, you know, Ash and I have been together for years now and one of the things that, you know, to my credit, yes, I have been dealing with such grander, bigger wounds that narrowing down to, oh, Matt, you um, get very annoyed by the inconveniences of life. You know, I do think you probably have something there, Ash, of like, it's taken me a minute to get to that level of mundaneness. But we noticed the other day I had to do like some taxes stuff or like we said, the fridge had an issue or I have to mow the lawn or like do trivial man things. You know what I mean? Like take care of stuff. As you go to do them, there's little nuances of inconvenience. Yeah, like I'm, not, I'm annoyed. It's not working properly. Yeah. There's like an error. Yeah. There's an obstacle and you're yeah. faced with this. You want to just go do the thing and then you go to do the thing, but there's like obstacle after obstacle that makes it very annoying. Yes. So here's how this all happened, guys, is how this unfolded was we started noticing as I was doing a task that in my mind I thought was going to be very easy and I was just going to whip it out, boom, boom, no problem, and just be done within like five minutes. Turns out the, I was doing like a, a tax thing and instead the dang thing turned into, you know, this overwhelming like oh my gosh I've never done this before this is like stressing me out I don't know how to do this actually I thought this would be five minutes it's turning into 30 okay now it's turning into an hour and before I knew it I was totally caught in this really interesting like tripping out just being like what the heck and total I think of discomfort too is total resistance to your life total resistance to your reality and just so like no. You're just saying extreme no to your life, which is causing suffering, causes me a lot of suffering. You basically start to say, this shouldn't be happening. Exactly. This shouldn't be happening. And that is the key. As you say in your head over and over, this shouldn't be happening, your consciousness starts to shift mm -hmm. into a shadow theme mm -hmm. where you're starting to act out with frustration or anger yep. and, and you and yourself become so miserable in resistance that you then want to make everybody else around you miserable. Right. So when we resist life, we then, to deal with that resistance, we revert to our shadow theme. Mine happens to be things like anger um, and impatience. And so an inconvenience, you know, I'm very, I'm very like, oh my gosh, this is inconvenience to me. Whereas someone else might shut down. They might, um, you know, like Ash is more internalized. They might feel like incapable mm -hmm. and hopeless, mm -hmm. like I can't do this. Oh my gosh, I'm like, I'm never gonna amount to anything. Yeah, it could like, it could spiral. Like with people I work with one-on-one, -on -one, this might be it. You know, I've heard, I've heard it at all now. And we all have different coping mechanisms and they might, they might take the exact same frustration and literally be like, I'm worth, I'm worthless, I'm nothing. It could spiral in anything. So, you know, checking in with yourself as a listener right now is just kind of being like, wow, what's, 
you know, what is it's true. When I come against a resistance, how do I respond and react to it? Because this will tell a lot about our themes of consciousness and where a lot of our work is. The thing is, this stuff sounds so mundane that it doesn't seem like it's a spiritual topic. Like, mm. okay, we're talking about you doing taxes and the fridge having an issue. But our life is sacred. Our life is a spiritual practice and every moment is an opportunity for... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm for ascension, spiritual awakening, for, for growing, for surrendering. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing mundane about it, really. Yeah, nothing's mundane. It's all profound. Mm -hmm. It's all profound. You can have profound leaps in consciousness from the most seemingly mundane moments if you're willing to go the depth of yes. self-reflection. Yeah, and, and that actually, you know, to our experience, speaking to it, like, Literally, I was doing this this thing with the fridge, and it became a whole inner work session. Mm -hmm. And I like was like, "Oh my gosh, Ash, it's happening right now!" And I like walked away for a second. I took a big deep breath, and I was like, "So we processed it real quick because we were observing the reason why I was suffering is because." So check it out, guys. So then you want you want to start asking yourself, "What's really going on in my mind?" And sure enough, my mind was saying. This shouldn't be happening. This is dumb. Life is like screwing with me. Like, I'm so annoyed. This is inconveniencing me. Just all this negative talk. Tons of negative talk. So I'm now suffering because I'm indulging subconsciously on accident and all this energy. And so this is obviously making me very frustrated and very down and very low and very like, oh, so defeated by such a silly thing. And so instead, though, took a deep, deep breath and I said, Ash, it's happening right now. And she was, we were laughing because we had just finished talking about this. Um, and we're going to get into this because I, I, I really realized that I inherit, this is one of my inheritances in my themes of consciousness is I was past this concept down of problems shouldn't happen. Things shouldn't inconvenience you. That shouldn't exist. And your life needs to eventually have no problems. And there's that magical place in some place in time where that happens. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, obviously that's not true. So every day I'm always feeling inconvenienced. So here comes the fridge and we had just finished talking about that. And the fridge happens and it's having this silly issue and uh, I'm going to fix it. And I'm kidding. Within just, the problem should have taken 30 seconds. It starts to take Two minutes, you guys, just to show how hilarious and how simple of things can be used as massive self-realization moments. Mm -hmm. The problem should have taken 30 seconds in my mind. It ended up taking a couple minutes. So that was enough to spark frustration and inner turmoil, enough for me to look at it and say, wow, why is this making me suffer so much? And lo and behold, I found the root which was the core belief was I was in resistance to my life. I'm resisting that discomfort should not be there. This fridge should not be happening. This problem should not be there. And somehow my life is wrong. Something's wrong and off. And as you can imagine, that's actually deep suffering. And if it happens with the fridge, you guarantee it happens with big stuff. So this seemingly mundane moment is actually one of the keystone teachings in the yoga tradition or in self-realization work and study is this concept of the ego is suffering in the yoga tradition. These are called the kleshas. They're the five reasons why we suffer as humans. 
And this one that we're talking about falls into that category of Raga and Devasya, which is our attachment and our aversion. So we're either attached to everything staying good mm. and we want to keep it all, it should be good, it should be going good all the time, or we're just pushing away and averting anything going awry. And this pattern and habit that we're doing is continuous. And the interesting thing about uh, yoga is in the Yoga Sutras, it says, you know, yoga is this path of self-realization to get us free from our suffering. It's a, it's a system and a science to get us free from our suffering. It's a day in, day out, inner work, self-reflective lifestyle. It's a commitment. It's a discipline. And that's what everything we do here is about. And the whole thing with yoga is that it says the reason also why we're suffering is because these patterns, like this one, aversion and attachment, they're unceasingly happening over and over again. Every day we start over. We, we learn something and then we forget. We learn something and then we forget. And then it, it's just it going on and on and on. And so the solution to this never-ending suffering of patterns repeating themselves over and over again is to keep repeating the teaching and the lesson and the self-reflection over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. So you can't ever put your guard down. No. So like you think you've learned mm -hmm. something and that you're just going to be at bliss and like you, you're, you're enlightened or you're, you know, you're, over, you're above and beyond it. Like you, you think you arrive at this place, but then it just, it just gets into more levels. The game just gets deeper. For instance, when I said, maybe you're juggling so many different inner work issues at once that this one is just lower on the priority list because as you keep chipping away like you were chipping away at addiction for so many years now look you have a new one now you're gonna address how you get irritated in mundane situations then maybe you feel like you overcome this and boom there will be a new thing for you to look at so this whole thing about inner work is a never-ending cycle. It's says every single day, there will be a new challenge and opportunity for self-reflection. Which is why we really want to now introduce this concept of that can either sound miserable and stressful, or if the goal here is to see that if we learn to embrace and face that, it's actually your life becomes an opportunity for growth and change and evolution. Because I, I have noticed, um, so just so you guys know my own accountability here, my thing is as soon as I wake up every day, I tell myself, all right, Matt, some random BS is going to happen today. Things are going to set you back. Random things are going to happen. And you're just going to show up one step at a time and deal. I want to hit on that because... In the law of attraction manifestation world, they would say that is a huge no-no. You're attracting it with your words and your thoughts. If you expect these problems are going to be there, you're the one attracting them. Mm. So, but I, I but I guess and I don't know if this maybe we're headed with that. But it's like I kind of feel like oh no, I'm not trying to attract them. I just know I'm I'm setting my expectations to be realistic of. Things are going to be outside of my control, and my real power comes from responding, not from their being there or not. So this is an important thing in Law of Attraction, because like we've said in the previous episode, if you haven't watched this, it's, uh, what did we call that episode? Uh, enlightenment versus Law of Attraction, I think, or yeah, Law of Attraction versus Yeah, it's the one previous to this. We talk about the difference between self-realization and Law of Attraction. 
Now, there is some truth in law of attraction, but a lot of it that's happening in New Age, we would say, are a lot of half-truths that are confusing people off of the path of enlightenment. And this, I think, is one of them. Because people who are getting sucked into law of attraction mentality are essentially preparing themselves to, to think and believe that if they just stay positive, there should never be any challenges in their life. If they think good thoughts... Good luck. And they're just, you know, focusing on what they do want and they're embodying what they do want, mm -hmm. that they should ha never experience anything that they don't want. Mm -hmm. And what self-realization will teach you is kind of different than that. It's that things will happen that you don't want, but how you experience that mm. will be completely different because you won't be in resistance to it anymore. Mm -hmm. So the old you who was in resistance to it and who labeled it as wrong was suffering. But the new you who doesn't label it as wrong or bad mm -hmm. and is in flow and is mm -hmm. surrendered to a higher power and is a complete surrender to your life sees all things the same. You're beyond pleasure and pain, which is, again, one of the keystone teachings of yoga is that the enlightened person is, is beyond pleasure and pain. They're not mm -hmm. attached to pleasure. They're not avoiding pain. So it's all the same. You're not mm -hmm. seeking pleasure with law of attraction. You're not avoiding pain and hoping nothing goes wrong. You just say, whatever happens to me today, I'm going to be the same contentment I am either way. Mm -hmm. And I think what I've really started to harness that in as is no matter what happens, all I'm going to evaluate is did I show up 100% and letting go of all attachments. So this is another yoga teaching of effort and non-attachment. So we want to really show up 100% and, and, and ask yourself, look, I got this problem. All I got to do is show up and give my best effort and be non-attached. So if it takes an hour, if it takes 10 hours, if I never am able to fix it, oh well. Did I show up? Did I try my hardest? Then I'm not going to suffer. And I have been witnessing miracle after miracle every single day because the suffering I've noticed and the irony, guys, get this, is the discomfort, in other words, has gone away. Have have quote-unquote problems or things that I could see as what I don't want, are they coming up? Sure. Every day, there's always something, even if it's something silly. But there are things. There could be, there's been huge things already, and then there's been little things and everything in between. And what I've noticed, though, is, um, and Ash, maybe you can testify to this, is I have not been frustrated. I have, mm -hmm. not, been in, I have not been annoyed. I have not been inconvenienced anymore. I haven't felt any of my usual like resistance. I've just actually ironically felt empowered because instead of living in some illusion that random negative things aren't supposed to happen, I actually am expecting that there's going to be things outside of my control and I am going to measure myself by how I show up to those rather than them being there or not. Boom. Exactly. And, and what we, when Ash and I were analyzing this, the belief system that I was inherited and passed on and so many of people that I work with on in my Hero's Journey program, same thing is a lot of our parents will pass on to us belief that it comes from a couple things. First is self-worth of like, I can't handle that. So a lot of times parents will be like, I can't handle that. Don't tell me about that or don't bring your stuff to me. Or, you know, I've had a lot of people who are their parents will just be like, they kind of check, yeah, they dismiss them or they check them out of their lives. And they're just like, I can't, you know, I have my own problems or like whatever. With me, it was my mom just being like, you know, just so inconvenienced, 
by the kids. And, and I see it now as adult looking back on her and her life and her and the relationships and stuff. And yeah, she's, she feels, she has a belief system that she's incapable of handling her life. So she's projecting that onto us, which is now giving us the belief system of I can't handle my life and it perpetuates the cycle. And this is how all themes of consciousness are passed down. So there's a fundamental belief here of self-esteem of this, I can't handle this. So that's why we stress out. So first is I stress out because I'm like, oh my God, I can't handle this. This is too much. This is like, oh my gosh. And my self-esteem is freaking out. So let's use like a bigger situation. Like um, let's say back when we went through a bunch of business turmoil with um, back when we had owned yoga studios and stuff, those were big, big moments in our life. Mm -hmm. And lots of stress, lots of money, lots of... Um, attachment on the line you know mm -hmm. it's like our dream and you're you're owning this big yoga studio it was a big deal and ironically that last sentence though is kind of what makes it so stressful is it's a big deal mm -hmm. the story that my mind was telling me is this is such a big deal matt this is such a big deal that it was causing so much pain and suffering because my mind was basically defining my self-worth mm -hmm. on what was going to happen so Whatever happened with the business is me, it defines me. So that's stressful, that's a lot. And now if it's in big things, it's also in all the little things. If I can't fix the fridge in 30 seconds, then oh my gosh, Matt, you're so dumb, you suck, you're not good enough, and you can't handle anything. And then it turns into something so much deeper. So the discomfort, we would say, the discomfort is like this opportunity for it's pointing at mm -hmm. something inside of yourself that needs to be addressed a, story. a belief mm -hmm. a story a program the discomfort is actually a gift because it's your alert system mm -hmm. not to alert you of the external world that the external world shouldn't be the way it is mm -hmm. it's alerting you about something inside of yourself yeah can i share like a really cool analogy i've been using lately um, that really help explain it is the medical analogy of, okay, so think of like you have a thorn or a cut. The pain and infection is trying to get your attention. You wouldn't say, oh, I just have this pain and infection. You're like, no, 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 dude, there's a cut or you have a thorn or you have a poison inside of you. We need to get that out. Mm -hmm. So the discomfort in our life is the pain and infection part. It's saying, hello, heal me. There's a root here. There's a root. There's a wound here. There's a problem here. Like address this. And so just like pain is the body's alert system, suffering emotionally or spiritually in the form of resisting our life uh, is the, the, the energy body's form of saying, hey, there's a root core belief here that's causing you this suffering. You need to heal it and reconcile it. Let's keep going with that analogy of the thorn in the side because mm -hmm. Michael Singer has a really good analogy in his book, Untethered Soul. Mm -hmm. So let's just say the inconvenience is this thorn in your side. Mm -hmm. And instead of you being like, I need to take out the thorn, what we tend to do is we think that as we're walking around the world, that everything that bumps into that thorn is the problem. Exactly. So we're like, oh, I need to move this you know, furniture out of the way because every time I walk by it, it touches my thorn. Exactly. So move this dresser and then you go walk to your car and you open the car door and it hits it and you're like, oh, it's this car door. It keeps hitting my thorn in my side. So you take the car door off. It's like so irrational. It's like remove the thorn. Exactly. So that's what we're doing every single time we get inconvenienced, triggered, mm -hmm. burdened, irritated, impatient. It's 
that is our thorn hitting something. Mm -hmm. It's a symptom trying to get us to pay attention to what is the root cause of this. The discomfort is a symptom, not a condition. Mm -hmm. And this is one of my favorite things to teach is just that you're this bumping into experience. So maybe that is like your wife or your husband, or maybe that's your job. And then you start blaming the thing. It's the person or it's the job or it's mm -hmm. the fridge or it's the this or it's the system. You know, like you name it. You can, it's God. It's life. Anything is up for grabs when it comes to the ego's blaming. So we just got to be really mindful of the real symptom here. The discomfort is a symptom of something deeper within us, a core belief that has gone unreconciled for possibly your whole life. Mm -hmm. Like for me, it's been my whole life. So there's this belief in the spiritual community, like, you know, high vibe only type mentality that if things are triggering us or like a certain thing, like we need to get them out of our lives, not deal with them and look at them. And it's the mm. same thing that that mentality of cut everything out of your life that you think is toxic mm -hmm. that that right there is that that thorn so what yoga is actually inviting us to do self-realization is inviting us to do is we would say in yoga is lean into the discomfort and when you hear this term in yoga classes it's when you're doing a stretch or a hard pose and they tell you you know lean into that discomfort like focus on the pain so yoga is actually a practice of deep intimacy, even even pain, even suffering, even all of the things that we think are not good. That's part of the human experience and yoga's invitation for us is to be intimate with that experience, to be totally present and in it because if we can be present with it, we're shining the light on areas of our lives that were once in a shadow because of mm. our aversion. Mm. Yeah, and I think too, like, uh, what it makes me think of is another physical example is when you have a pain, uh, like, you know, think of when you've cut your hand or your foot. So whenever I've cut my hand or my foot, what that means, though, is that when I start walking around or touching things with my cut hands, that causes pain, right? And so this isn't all the time, but you can kind of get the analogy, right? Whenever you've wounded something that you use all the time, like your hands or your feet, it really draws your awareness to, oh my gosh, every step, everything I touch hurts. Another good example is every when you cut something in your mouth, you have that sore in your mouth. So you could go the whole day, ow, 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 ow. Oh my gosh, stupid, shouldn't be there. Oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened. Ow, 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 and just keep resisting the wound every step, everything you touch, every time you wash your hands, every time you do something. And instead you'll notice this fascinating thing when you just accept it's there. Yep, my foot's cut, it hurts, but I'm walking anyway. Magically, it kind of goes away in a weird way. Mm -hmm. Or it's like there, but it's like uh, this, like years ago, um, I talked about this concept of pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. Mm -hmm. So like the pain might be there, you might still hurt and maybe you won't. Maybe it'll, sometimes I've had experiences where it just goes away, but maybe the pain's still there, but without the resistance, it kind of just is what it is. And that's kind of what the yogis are asking us to do. They're saying true liberation and true freedom and lasting happiness is not to remove all discomfort or pain from your life. 
It's to fully embrace it, accept that it's there, and walk anyway. Because that suffering is really when there's unnecessary pain. It's when you're perpetuating the pain unnecessarily. Right. That's what suffering is. Right. Suffering is unnecessary pain. Mm. You don't have to keep resisting it every step you take. You're adding to the suffering unnecessarily. Right. Like you already have the task or you're already in that relationship mm -hmm. or you're already in that job or you're already, already, already. You're already, the cut is already there. So it's going to take maybe three days to heal. So either just accept it and get through it or resist every single minute of those three days. And that resistance is the unnecessary and, suffering. And make it five times worse than it needs to be. So the solution then for all of this, what, what, the, what the call to action is for dealing with discomfort in our lives is a two-step thing. It's to become present with what is and to surrender and accept what is. So whenever we're getting irritated, the invitation is become present with that irritation. Fully feel it. There's nothing wrong with you. You're not less enlightened. You're not less spiritual because you're getting irritated or angry. There's so much of this belief that as people who are studying, you know, these yoga philosophies and self-realization that we should just be so angelic all the time. There's nothing, there's no shame in it. Just let yourself be with what you are, but become present with it. That means become self-aware. Mm. Know you're getting irritated. Mm-hmm. Don't be in denial of it. Yeah, be accountable. Be accountable. Be present. Feel it in your body. Feel it everywhere. And then secondly, invite yourself to surrender and accept what is. Can you surrender to the task at hand? Can you surrender to the time and convenience? Can you surrender to the disruption? Can you, can you just let go and just mm -hmm. be with what is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would add to that what's been really working for me as I've been healing this very directly recently. What has been working miracles is to add to that, and this could be like the male linear side of me that's like, oof, I need to take an action. And that is, and now I show up and take action 100% mm -hmm. and I deal with it. And I judge or evaluate or, or determine my worth off of how do I show up not by the result, not by anything like that. I just say, yep, problems come up, I handle them, I move on. And I've been noticing my self-esteem and self-worth and confidence have been through the roof because I actually have the exact same amount of random inconveniences every day. But my ability to handle them has magically like, mm. upgraded. And nothing's changed. I've actually had bigger problems since looking at all this and or I should just say a couple big ones that have been way bigger than usual and and if anything I feel blessed that I was processing all this when it happened everything's always in perfect time right because I actually needed this this skill and this tool to help me through the big trial that we had and Ash even actually commented and said I just want to thank you for how like mm -hmm. firm and strong you've been and, and confident because I didn't even waver. I just was like, fine, whatever, we'll handle it. And if that happens, we'll handle that. And if that happens, we'll handle that. And I let myself go into all worst case scenarios. And I just said, yeah, whatever, we'll deal with it. I got it. We got it. We're fine. We'll mm -hmm. deal with it. We got this. And so what it does is it kind of creates this mentality of you're unstoppable. 
-hmm. And that's why the yogis are unstoppable. Right. That's why they walk fiercely into the face of death with peace because they're like, doesn't matter. Transcendent. I, I can transcend anything. Right. So if we can learn to control our reaction to the pain, then we might find that the pain no longer controls us. Boom. Mic drop. <laughs> exactly. So, so the real takeaway is exactly that, is if we lean into the discomforts of life, we take back all of our control and power. power. And that's why, you know, I'm kind of ending with this powerful tone with it all. It's just like, you guys, this is a, this is a game changer for your confidence mm -hmm. because you go from the lowest self-esteem, again, to use my example of what I was modeled is basically it's a, it's a low self-esteem of I can't do this to, oh, heck yes, I can. You know, and if I were <laughs> to be a little more brash, I would have sp said that a little differently, but you know what I mean? Like, hopefully you feel it in my energy, like, damn right, I will handle it. Yeah, that's like, a, it's a, it's actually a sense of, of, of power super to be powerful. able to face these oh discomforts in life. It's easy to be irritated. It's, it's easy, easy to be, be inconvenienced. It's easy to get irritated. Yeah. yeah. So what I would invite you to take accountability for is, did you accidentally accept really low self-esteem for yourself? Not because you actually are that, but because you accidentally uh, believed someone else's narrative. And the second thing to add to all that is, is there an illusion that you think negative things or problems shouldn't exist for you? Mm -hmm. Again, that could be another coping mechanism to escape from low self-esteem that says, please don't give me any obstacles because I can't handle them. Mm -hmm. So these are two fundamental lies. First of all, you're completely capable. And second of all, issues can come up and problems can arise because you are capable and they're actually for your growth and their opportunity for you to demonstrate your power. So these are two big things to, to switch up the mentality towards. So Ash is saying, feel the pain, don't resist it, let it be there, and then surrender, accept that it's there, and then I would just add this final piece of, and then effing show up and handle it. <laughs> and you got it, and you can do it, ladies and gentlemen. You can do it. Because it wouldn't be there if you weren't able to handle it. If it's there, it's because you can handle it. Think of it that way. Mm -hmm. And all you got to do is just breathe and show up one step at a time, one thing at a time. All you're accountable for is showing up. Let the result be the result, but you just show up to the discomfort and say, I did my best. Whatever the outcome is. I love it. Life-changing. It's, it's seriously been life-changing. So try this, this this week, you guys, as you go into your week, notice is there, is there, do I have resistances? I would imagine we all do. There's stuff, your husband, your wife, something, your kids, your job, your this, the system, right? We're in a crazy system right now. There's a whole election issues, all this stuff, right? We have people, there's fighting, there's all this stuff. So there's all these things going on. There's, there's probably plenty of things you're resisting. So just ask yourself, am I resisting this? And then what's the narrative and story behind it? How can I get rid of that story and narrative? And how can I heal this and move forward with confidence and just deal with it one step at a time and not let this become an internal defeat? That would be my inv invite for you guys. I love it. And just show up every single day. Over and over and over again and with repetition and, and discipline. Life. 
So in conclusion, I'm going to read a translation of the Yoga Sutras, Yoga Sutra 1.14. It's that perfection in practice comes when one continues to practice with, with sincerity and respect unceasingly without interruption. Mm. Basically means every single moment of your life is mm -hmm. inner work. Every mm -hmm. single moment of your life is self-reflection. Opportunity. Don't think anything is mundane. Mm -hmm. Everything is the next moment that you could become enlightened. It's all profound. It's all profound. Every single moment, every single breath you take is practice. And if you guys really like this talk, um, this is a really good taste of kind of the stuff that um, I work with people on a one-on-one -on -one basis and help them through. So if you ever want to dive into your own life and your own work on a whole epic level like this with support and constant reflection and helping um, yourself through that journey by having someone else to check in with, to be accountable and to dive mm -hmm. deep into your growth. That is, that is why I've created the Hero's Journey program. It's, it's to allow someone to be able to go on that journey with support and accountability and be able to open themselves up to what their true potential is. Um, so if this t kind of stuff really fires you up and you're stoked on reaching that potential and exploring more of it and truly pursuing your own growth and self-realization, definitely head over to theyogacouple.com and there's a, there's a tab on there that's Hero's Journey. And check it out. And if it interests you, then let's do it. Because I love working with people who are ready to take their life and their growth to a whole other level. And most importantly, to enjoy true freedom and lasting happiness in your liberated potential. Because every single one of us deserves to live that way. Mm -hmm.